What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Waiting Room Podcast. I'm super, super excited to be with you guys for another week. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you to my friends and family that shared the episode, that took time out of their day to listen to it, and also to give me feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm just super excited, y'all, for this week. Like, my emotions have been everywhere since last week, and we'll get into it. I've been up and down, laughing and crying, but I mean, what else am I supposed to be doing during this time? This is a really, really weird season for me, but I'm so glad that I was obedient to doing this podcast now. Um, but I'm not going to hold you guys longer. Let's get into it. So last week we talked about the art of waiting. <clears throat> I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. This past week, I was reflecting on my attitude last year. Now, I know we should be looking forward, but... I think it's important to note that observing our patterns is the best way to overcome our toxic habits. It teaches us what to look out for in the future so that we won't, we don't make those same choices. So with that being said, I was journaling one day and I ended up back in 2018 mentally. And I know that we all have heard the saying, uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting different results and I think that it's important to note that we can bring that same attitude towards reflection when it comes to our actions okay and when it comes to how we're feeling and when it comes to how we react to things and I think that's important to really really pay attention to those characteristics or those patterns so that you're not com- you're not making the same mistakes you're not doing the same thing um, so with that being said, um, again, I was journaling in 2018 and I realized how hard the second half of 2018 was me. Extremely hard. Like I was celebrating others. It felt like every single month. And these weren't just random people. These were friends, people that I broke bread with, people that I spent time with. And though I was genuinely happy for them. You know, celebrating marriages and babies and new houses and new jobs and celebrating big moves, moving out the state and celebrating going out the country and stuff like that. It became exhausting. And I started to get irritated because I'm watching other people get things that I'm still waiting on God for. You know, I'm watching people smile and celebrate and make these announcements and have these parties while... I'm stuck just wondering when my turn was going to be, wondering when my number was going to be called. So I'm sitting here asking God, what's, what am I doing wrong? Is there something I'm missing? How long do I have to wait? How much longer? How, do I, how much do I have to pray? How many times do I have to affirm it? All these questions plagued my mind and it started to consume me to the point where I'm in tears. And those tears started to become anger and That anger started to turn into resentment and that resentment started to turn into rebellion. And that's when I knew I was ready to walk away. That's when I knew I was getting to my characteristic trait that I would usually um, run to. 
mentor I would usually fall back on. And that was going to take me down a spiral that I never want to go back to. I was so ready to give up and just say, screw this waiting. I'm going to get something else because clearly this is not meant for me to have. Clearly I made this up in my mind. I am delusional. This is not what's for me. So I need to give this dream up. But isn't that pretty interesting, guys? Like, have you ever been in line for food? And I mean, food that you had a taste for, like you drove, uh, you drove a minute just to get there. But the line ended up moving really slow or you're coming home from work and you're like, you know what? I really want some, I don't know, rallies or something. I want some funnel cake fries. And the line started moving really, really slow and you got frustrated and just decided to settle for something else instead. You ever try to talk yourself down saying, maybe this isn't for me, or maybe I wasn't supposed to have it, or see, I knew I shouldn't have stopped, or I knew I should have went to X, Y, and Z, and then just end up leaving? I've done that, y'all. Like, I've done that plenty of times. But have you ever stopped to think about what if you waited? Like, have you ever waited in spite of your frustration, in spite of what you were feeling, in spite of the impatience, in spite of the irritation, and end up... Waiting for your name to be called and boom, you got a little something extra. Like maybe your food ended up being paid for because of the wait or maybe you got some extra wings in there or some extra fries or a free drink for your wait. Or maybe you got a gift card or a certificate for a free item when you come back. My point is your number is attached to something. So what if we kept it? What if we kept our place in line? What if we kept our position? What if we waited long enough to see what the outcome would be? What if we decided to just be like, still? Like you talked about last week. I know it's hard to be still when it seems like everyone else is moving fast or getting things quicker than you. I know that sometimes you just want, I know how it feels to just want a little taste, a little peek of something. So let me give you an example like, I'm celebrating all of these engagements and all of these weddings that I'm in uh, in this year and next year. And I'm like, Lord, it would be nice if I at least had a boyfriend to take to these weddings, at least had a date. Just give me a taste. And I'm only saying this, guys, because I'm there right now. Like, literally right now, I am there. And my prayer is that God helps me with this attitude because it's, for me, it's dangerous. And I want you guys to really think about your triggers. And what I mean triggers is what gets you to that breaking point. Because for most of us, it's detrimental. And it's counterproductive. And it's a distraction. And it's a time waster. And it's a trap. In real talk, it's like I'm throwing temper tantrums in the spirit. 
I know I've grown because usually I would act out like I would go and do whatever I want to do. Then I would come back and say, God, okay, I didn't satisfy my craving. You know what I'm saying? For the moment. So have me back. Here I am. I'm back. I repent. La, la, la. I cried, Lord. I'm sorry. Boom. Now let's get the show moving. And that is an attitude of a child. And that's not, you know, somewhere where I want to be. I don't want to act like a child. I want to act like an adult. I want to be an adult. So instead of doing that um, and, and, and doing something that's detrimental to my growth, I've decided to really be honest with him. Because I refuse to go back to those habits, I've decided to just be a little bit more vocal with him. And even though right now I might be feeling like I'm standing still with one of those like floaty tubes, you know, those floaty tubes that you have to sit on in order to go ahead and uh, float down the lazy river. Like if you had an amusement park or something, I feel like I got one of those that's like over my shoulders. So my hands are to my side. I feel like my feet are in cement cement and I can't go left or I can't go right and my mouth is just tight like with tape over it I literally feel like that I feel constricted like I can't go anywhere all I'm left with is just seeing everybody else pass me by that's legit how I feel and it's extremely frustrating and I'm yelling at God asking him when is it my turn when can I have this? Like, when is it going to come to pass? And asking him if he forgot about me, asking what I'm doing wrong. Every question in the book, every question you can think of, because I feel like I deserve it, y'all. And I feel like I deserve it right now. So I'm coming to him like that, like a child that's like, all right, it's time. I've been waiting long enough. Hello, hello, hello. And when I realized that's how I was acting, all I could do is ask for help. Like, that's all I can do is really just asking for help because it shouldn't consume me like this. So after being honest with him and refusing to say that I trust him, even when I'm still dealing with this worry and anxiousness, that's when he started to speak to me. Like, I felt him, y'all. I felt him that night in a sense. And let me say it like this. I felt him not in that moment. So let me say not that night. I didn't feel him in that moment. I didn't feel him until later because I saw him watching me cry in the bed that night. No, I didn't begin to sing praise and worship songs or put on worship music and stuff like that. I didn't No, I didn't pray. I just talked to him and that is a form of praying, but I didn't get on my knees. I didn't do all the formalities. I just legit talked and cried myself to sleep. That's it. Like that's all I could do in that moment was cry myself to sleep. I cried until I couldn't cry no more. Like you would think I just dealt. I cried like I was going through my first heartbreak. Ladies, you know that first, first heartbreak. Fellas, I don't know how y'all feel with that first heartbreak. I don't know how y'all deal with that. But I can only relate to the women when it comes to this. And if you can relate, kudos to you. But when it comes to that first crushing heartbreak, that's how I was crying, y'all. Like, it was crazy. Like, I really felt like I was mourning something. Like, there was a death, in a sense. It was an ugly cry. And it wasn't until the next morning I I, I still felt kind of crappy. But I, I still had some peace, some relief, or some cleansing of a sort. Okay? Like, 
you know when a baby is crying and the parents get to a point where they just let the baby cry, let the baby self-soothe themselves, don't rush to pick them up anymore, but let them get all of like their yells and screams out and just go about their day. They they might check on the baby here and now when the baby start coughing like crazy to make sure the baby not choking. But y'all know, you know what I'm saying, some of you parents may have done it before and some of you who babysat may have done it before. But that's what that night felt like. It really felt like he was just letting me self-soothe. Even though he knew I wanted him to rush in and hold me and tell me it's about to happen. And, you know, I wanted him just to take my desires away. And I wanted him to take the pain of me waiting away, take this thorn out my side. I wanted him to just make me numb. Like, I wanted him to clear everything out and just make me numb and make me not care. So I didn't have to feel it anymore. I could just be, I could just live my life and live carefree and live how some of these other people are living content. I didn't want to go through this process, none of that. I really just wanted him to get take away all of those feelings, all those emotions, and just make them disappear. So I cried, like, in agony. And he didn't. It's still here. Like, I still feel it. Like, I still feel it. But that's where I usually give up. And that's the interesting part, y'all. Because usually at this point, I will be doing what Tay wants to do at this point. And you can take that however you want. However you want. Please let this be subjective. Because I have a past. Okay? And this is usually my breaking point. But I've grown and I didn't break this time, right? You see, like waiting for something is not pretty, y'all. Like it's not, it's not standing in line at your favorite artist concert, knowing you're going to get in because you bought a ticket already. You got your hair done, your nails done, you got your new outfit, you got your people with you, you taking pictures, you dressed up, you ready to have a dope time. It's not like that. It's more like Cedar Point. It's more like Cedar Point. Going to Cedar Point on an 84 degree day, super sunny. I mean, like where every, like every single part of the park has sun in it. One of those days with no fast pass. That's what it feel like. It's sweat. It's overpriced drinks and food. It's annoying people in front of you that don't move fast enough or have friends that they want to let in front of you. It's that annoying couple that stares at you like super awkward from from behind. It's two hour waits like in line waiting for that ride. It's spending freaking nine hours, nine, ten hours at Cedar Point only getting on three to four rides because it's so many lines. It's so much, it's so many people. It's like the first day of Cedar Point. That's what waiting is like. It's uncomfortable, plain and simple. That's the best way I could describe it. It's irritating. Even though you know you got an expected end. Like, oh, I know I'm going to have fun. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on this ride, man. I've been waiting for this. I packed my, I packed my food for this because I ain't about to pay all them prices. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But you got to go through all that nastiness just to get there. And you stand there. Don't let your phone die. It's even worse. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And I'm sure most of us are. And that's cool. You know? But let me tell y'all what God told me. He told me, how can you rush something that you couldn't even identify if it showed up in your face? You know nothing. 
and I know everything. Y'all, when when he said that to me, I legit now I don't really get attitudes when he say certain stuff to me because that's how he talked to me. He's always talked to me like that, and I ain't tripping. I'm used to it. But that kind of stung. Like I'm not gonna lie, that kind of stung because. You know, I get it. I know I don't know everything, but I'm like, I feel like I could. You know what I'm saying? Like, it did get me together, but it didn't take away my irritation, honestly. But I really want y'all to think about that statement. If God was to give you that thing, just that one thing, y'all, like if he was to give you that one thing that you really want from him, do you know what it's supposed to look like? Do you know how it's supposed to to function or how it's going to function at this stage in your life right now can you honestly say you know can you honestly say that you can identify that right can you can you be trusted with it just take some time this week and contemplate on those few questions you know for me it's a yes and a no which equals out to a no because if you're not 100 complete 100 sure it's a no so, in life, we will have tests, you know what I'm saying? We will have trying moments. We're, we're going to have breaking points. We're going to have vulnerable moments. But at the foundation of all of this, we must have honesty and trust. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. What do you want when you, what do you do when you get impatient? What do you do when you get frustrated? What do you run to? Who do you run to? That's another, <laughs> that's another topic. We're going to talk about that later. But trust that the God you serve knows why he has you, where he has you. Trust that your life is strategically planned out right down to the number. Now, I don't have the magic solution on how to be content in your weight. That's why this podcast exists, y'all. Like, maybe through me talking these things out with y'all, I will get there. You know, that's that's not hope. That one day I will get there. That I will be okay. You know, I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly believe that. And if you aren't there right now, I believe that for you too. There's not one, there's not just one way to reach it. We all have a journey and we all have various patience levels. But it's your job to figure out where you are. And instead of seeing who is in front of you, look up for once. I hope that this was inspirational to you guys. Share this episode if you believe in it. Send me a message on here and I will talk to you guys next week. All right. I love you guys. Peace.